Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. I hope it's a great day for you. We are doing Dig a Bit number two for month nine of our God of All Comfort study. James 4, verse 17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin in the context of go to now you that say today or tomorrow will go into such a city and buy and sell and get gain. You remember that passage and the Bible tells us there that we know not what shall be on the morrow because life is short. It's like a flower that appears for a little time and vanishes away, vapor. For you ought to say if the Lord wills we will live and do this or that. And then it tells us because our time is so short if we know to do good, we had best be about doing it. Well, when I think about our lesson in Romans, and we're in Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2, if you'll turn over there for me, last dig a bit was in Romans 1. We're going to be talking about uh, Romans chapter 2, maybe even chapter 3 a little bit this time. And I wanted us to notice number, number H, I'm sorry, number H, Question number one, number H, it says there were the Jews in the Roman Empire more righteous than the Gentiles, generally speaking. What then made the Jews inexcusable? The answer to that question is found in several verses, beginning in chapter 2, verse 18. It says there, you know his will, and you approve the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. You're confident that you yourselves are guides of the blind, lights of those who are in darkness. You're instructors of the foolish, teachers of babes who have formed, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. You therefore that teach another, are you teaching yourself? You who are preaching that a man should not steal, are you stealing? You who say a man should not commit adultery, are you committing adultery? You who hate idols, abhor idols, do you commit sacrilege or rob temples? Goes on and says these things, and then he says in verse 24, Therefore, if the uncircumcision, that is, those who aren't circumcised, the Gentiles, keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? What matters is not knowing the law, but keeping the law. That was verse um, 26, but let's look at verse 24 now. He says, you know the law, you're instructors of the law, you're teachers of the law. And then in verse 24, it says, for the name of God, though, is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written, for circumcision profits if you're keeping the law. But if you're a breaker of the law, your circumcision is made uncircumcision. He says, because you know the law, because you pretend about the law, because you act like teachers, and you're still committing the sins of the Gentiles, then you are even influencing the Gentiles to blaspheme the name of God. They knew the law. And yet the Gentiles were blaspheming Jehovah because of their the Jews' lifestyles. And then in chapter 3, verse 1, what advantage does the Jew have? Or what profit is there of circumcision? And then he says, much in every way. 
you should be profiting because you have the law. Chiefly, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God, they had the oracles of God. They knew. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Let God be true and every man a liar. It is as it is written that you might be justified in your sayings and might prevail when you are coming to judgment. He's saying you have the oracles of God. You could be prevailing in judgment. There is much advantage at this point of being a Jew. But he says, you knew the law, and yet the Gentiles are blaspheming Jehovah because of you. I'm just going to tell you, with knowledge is power, with knowledge is responsibility. Now, that doesn't mean that those who don't know Christ at all can be saved outside of Christ. But it does mean that when we know Christ and we reject Him, that our situation is worse than that of a Gentile because of a, of a one who is outside of Christ, I should say, because we are causing the world around us to blaspheme when we know what God says to do and we're not doing it. It's kind of like the end of Titus 2 verse 5 where it says, you do these things. You, you be chaste. You be discreet. You be keepers at home. You be virtuous women. You be sober-minded. You love your husbands. Love your children. Do these things because if you don't do these things, the Word of God will be blasphemed. Actually, it says there, you do these things so the Word of God won't be evil spoken of or blasphemed. In knowledge, there is a responsibility to do. Because when we fail to do, it is sin, and we, in the process, cause others to sin. There are lots of passages about this, but I just wanted us to note the ones in Romans chapter 2 and 3. In fact, if you begin in about verse 18 of Romans chapter 2 and read down through verse 2 of Romans chapter 3, it becomes very obvious that doing is very important. James is not the only book that drives that peg home. Doing what you know to do is absolutely essential. And that's where the Jews were messing up here. They knew. And so their responsibility was even greater than that of the Gentiles. I hope you have a great day.